That's the string from a bakery box. You didn't find Kabbalah, you found pound cake. But I mean, it, 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 it does beg the question, what has gone wrong with young Hollywood? Honest to God, what is the problem? Hello and welcome to season three of Late Do You Remember This, where we look back on all the stories from Hollywood's best worst decade, the early 2000s, a time in history when America found out that with a trust fund, a sex tape, and a dream, you too could become a star. As always, I'm your host, Dara Lane. Good evening, and welcome to 2020. It's the latest spiritual wave to hit Hollywood. Stars are being swept up in the fervor of something called Kabbalah. It comes with red strings attached, bottled water that supposedly has special powers, and enticing claims about love, sex, and money. Tonight, Dara takes you on an unprecedented journey inside the mystical world of modern-day Kabbalah. Thanks, 2020's John Stossel. Yes, today we'll be delving into the wacky world of Kabbalah. Last week, I presented to you the story of Ashton Kutcher and Demi Moore. And as most of you know, Ashton and Demi were fixtures in the L.A. Kabbalah scene. Their story can't be told without mentioning it. Ashton once said that Kabbalah was, quote, one of the essential ingredients in their marriage. Their love was tied together with their little red string bracelets. However, Kabbalah is so much bigger than just Ashton and Demi, so I felt it deserved its own episode. Plus, if you know this podcast, you know that Lil Mama loves a cult. Is that basic of me? Yeah, sure. But in these times, I think it's more than appropriate to shamelessly revel in your creature comforts. And the opportunity to talk about cults and early 2000s celebrities feels like someone crushed up a clonopin, sprinkled it atop some warm banana pudding, and then fed it to me bite by delicate bite so I never had to pull my arms out from beneath my weighted blanket. So yeah, Kabbalah as we know it from the early 2000s is a cult. Maybe cult light. If the Manson family is at the top of the cult scale, Scientology is a few rungs down. I would say pyramid schemes, or as the kids are calling them these days, MLMs, are at the very bottom. Then I would stick Kabbalah a few rungs above that. So there's no murder or prison camps on cruise ships where they make you dress like sailors, but not even cute sailors, more like extras on the set of that show Jag. But it still has a lot going for it. It has Lindsay Lohan and Madonna. What more do you need? Now, what is Kabbalah? I'm guessing the majority of people would only be able to say it's Jewish mysticism and there are red bracelets involved. But as you can imagine, there's way more to it than that. Now, let me try to briefly explain it as much as I can. So Kabbalah is a school of thought within Judaism. And in Judaism, you've got the Torah. That's basically the first testament. Then Kabbalah has this book called the Zohar, not to be confused with the movie The Zohan, which is a collection of written mystical commentaries on the Torah. The Zohar was written in the 13th century in medieval Aramaic and medieval Hebrew. 
So Kabbalah is not like Scientology where it's a religion based on some sci-fi books written in the 1940s. Now, the study is meant to explain the relationship between God, which is the infinite, mysterious universe, and the finite world that's full of big, dumb mortals, which is us. Keep in mind, this is a massive oversimplification. Kabbalah is super intense and complicated, and it's only meant to be studied by men over 40 who have already devoted their lives to learning about the Torah, which, in my opinion, really zaps the whimsy out of Jewish mysticism. But I didn't know all of this a few years ago when I signed up for a free intro class at the LA Kabbalah Center. For a background on me, I grew up Jewish. Hebrew school twice a week on the fast track to a bat mitzvah. I ended up quitting when I was 12 because one, I was sick of missing TGIF because of Temple on Friday nights, and two, I saw that Kevin Smith movie Dogma one too many times and thought organized religion was a prison of hypocrisy, man. By the time I moved to LA, the celebrity Kabbalah craze was over, but I still wanted to get into it because in my old age, I came to appreciate my Jewish roots. But I did not want to start going to temple on Friday nights again. I'm very popular. I'm booked, okay? But Kabbalah seemed perfect. The best of both worlds for me, based in my actual culture, but with a little razzle-dazzle. There's astrology and numerology involved. Bracelets. What more could a basic Jewess want? And, like I said, I signed up for a class, but didn't end up going because it's kind of far from my apartment, so cult or not, to be real with myself, I never would have ended up going. But the Kabbalah Center kept calling me and calling me, leaving messages trying to entice me to come in, which was a red flag because that is very decidedly un-Jewish of them. Jewish people are not a thirsty bunch. We do not recruit. If you want to become Jewish, we do not make it easy. Judaism is harder to get into than Soho House, okay? It's pretty much exactly what they showed on Sex and the City when Charlotte tried to convert. I followed my intuition and did a very simple Google. Kabbalah, cult, question mark? And yeah, it's all right there, first page. Kabbalah itself, not a cult. But the Kabbalah Center is a cult with a K. The gist being, they want to get you all wrapped up in it, depend on it for spiritual guidance, and then they drain you of your money just like Scientology. And what better targets for this than a bunch of rich, famous people? Listen, no one becomes an actor because they don't have a little hole in their heart that they're trying to fill with the attention of people they don't even know. And people with little holes in their hearts need spiritual advisors. The Kabbalah Center teachings, which have a very heavy law of attraction vibe, ended up being pretty enticing to liberal spiritual Hollywood types. And I say this as a liberal Hollywood type. You think I didn't read The Secret? You think I didn't own the secret DVD? You think I didn't have the secret branded desk calendar? Come on. But since this stuff was actually a part of an ancient religion, the Kabbalah Center teachings were framed as being a little more legit. Founded by an insurance salesman named Philip Berg and his wife Karen Berg in 1969, the center was meant to bring Kabbalah to the people. Which, okay, fine. I don't like that only men are allowed to study this. I'm with you so far. But then they kind of made up their own thing where they took the parts of Kabbalah they liked and then eliminated aspects that might get in their way. Like having to know Hebrew, for example. The Bergs sell copies of the Zohar at their center and on their website for a pretty penny. 
The problem is, as I said, that shit's in ancient Hebrew. To get around that minor detail, they tell people if you just kind of scan it with your eyes, all that knowledge and good juju, and I do mean juju, will eventually just find its way into your head like it's Osmosis Jones. In their books, the Bergs say you can meditate on certain symbols or words to help make your dreams come true. Want to get pregnant? Meditate on page 82. Trying to get rich? Try page 138. Looking for a soulmate? Turn to page 104. Sounds good to me. That's easier than the secret. So, though the center started all the way back in 1969, it didn't become a trend with the stars until the mid to late 90s. It was becoming such a thing amongst LA and Manhattan celebrities that the New Yorker did a piece on it in 1996. In it, a Jewish scholar called the Kabbalah Center Dianetics for Jews. Oof, go off, Rabbi. Some of the celebrities who got involved were Laura Dern, Roseanne Barr, Elizabeth Taylor, Barbara Streisand, Mick Jagger, Isaac Mizrahi, Donna Karen, Betsy Johnson, Jeff Goldblum, Bette Midler, and of course, most famously, Madonna. Here she is talking to MTV's Kurt Loder in 1997 about it. Did you have a party, for like a Kabbalah party in New York? I saw that there was like an invitation of some sort, didn't you? In New York? No. Yeah. I had a... Um, I had a cocktail party. Right. A uh, Kabbalah cocktail party? Kabbalah. Kabbalah, sorry. Yeah. Uh, well, Kabbalah if you're Israeli, I guess. Mm. Um, now, how did you become involved in this? Um, a girlfriend of mine go, used to, was going all the time and um, to these classes. They're classes. It's a, the Kabbalah mm. Learning Center. And basically, the Kabbalah is the mystical interpretation of the New Testament. Mm. And she kept telling me about this really charismatic... Um, rabbi named Eitan who said, told these great stories and she kept going on and on about it and you know and I said listen I'm Susan I'm not even Jewish why are you telling me these things you know and she's like you don't have to be Jewish just come and take a you know study and if you if like it well you like it if you don't leave no. so I did hmm. and um this is taking some Kabbalah classes really That's it's so really great it's really great and what have you gotten so, out of it <clears throat> Listen, I couldn't get into it on a, you know, no, a two-second sort of glib interview, but I mean, there's, I mean, the thing about the Kabbalah is that, that there's similarities in the Kabbalah is, is, is in, um, the Kabbalah has similarities with, say, Buddhism, mm -hmm. the, the whole idea of cause and effect, yeah. and for every action, there's a reaction, and, um, and that you absolutely are the master of your destiny, and that, uh, that you have to take responsibility for the chaos in your life. You yeah. can't go around saying, oh, this happened to me, and this happened to me, and I'm a victim, and this happened to me. It's like you, you pull in what you put out, basically. Yeah. And if you want to have goodness in your life, then you have to give it. Yeah. That friend who brought her in was actress and comedian Sandra Bernhardt, who is considered patient zero where celebrities and Kabbalah are concerned. And she ended up getting a lot of celebrity friends into it. She no longer associates with the center because she saw that money was corrupting things. But did you hear that other detail in the clip about a charismatic man? Charismatic man is a cult buzzword. Don't forget that. Behind every charismatic man is a cult or an underage Disney starlet in need of a daddy boyfriend. 
take it from me. That charismatic man was Eitan Yardini, and he became Madonna's longtime spiritual advisor. Yardini, the Bergs, and Madonna, or as she's also known by her Hebrew name, Esther, brought Kabbalah into the mainstream by the early 2000s. In fact, according to the LA Times, the center's assets grew from $20 million in 1998, the year after Madonna went public with her ties to Kabbalah, to more than $260 million by 2009. But as Maya Angelou once said, mo money, mo problems. Roseanne told the LA Times, quote, Everything changed once Madonna began to study. Madonna had great intentions and has done a lot of good things in the world, but her fame was so immense that there was no way that God or Kabbalah or the Rav or Karenberg or heaven and earth could remain the same in the face of it. I'm sorry I didn't do the Roseanne impression, but just times are tough. Be gentle with yourself. I didn't have it in me. Madonna made Kabbalah look hip, and the center leaned into the trendiness of it all. In 2006, they threw an event at Kitson, for God's sake. People were noticing Madonna's red bracelet, and they wanted to be a part of the club. Here's a clip from the original Will and Grace. I'm not angry. I don't get angry. Not since I found Kabbalah. <laughs> That's the string from a bakery box. You didn't find Kabbalah, you found Kapound Cake. The center started selling their bracelets for $26. If you've ever been to a Michaels or Hobby Lobby in search of embroidery floss for friendship anklets, you know that they must be making a 1 million percent profit off those things. The bracelets are meant to ward off the evil eye and they are based in some kind of Jewish folk tradition. Suddenly, they're a status symbol in Hollywood. Britney Spears, Lindsay Lohan, Paris, Nicole, Rihanna, Lisa Rinna, Angelina Jolie, Lauren Conrad, Charlize Theron, Mariah Carey, Gwyneth Paltrow, Miley, they all wore one. Now, did they all study Kabbalah or did they just wear the bracelet? I mean, can you imagine Paris spending time trying to better herself with Jewish mysticism? Come on, no. But some of these ladies did give it the old college try like Britney Spears. In 2003, Madonna and Britney did their VMA Like a Virgin performance with Christina Aguilera. January of 2004, Brittany gets married to her childhood friend, Jason Alexander, until it's annulled 72 hours later. In June, Brittany severely injures her knee dancing while filming a music video for her song, Outrageous. She has to get surgery and is forced to cancel her upcoming concert tour. While she's in this low place, Madonna swoops in and introduces her to Kabbalah, apparently spending a lot of money and time on teaching Brittany. And as we've seen from Britney's Instagram, the woman loves a self-help book. So the Kabbalah Center's lessons about karma and taking responsibility for your life seem to resonate with her. She even gets a tattoo on her neck of the Hebrew letters Mem, Shay, and Shin, which apparently translate to something to the effect of responsibility for everything in her life and accepting she can heal herself in all ways. 
Later, there were rumors that Britney's wedding to Kevin Federline would be a traditional Kabbalah ceremony, but her Baptist parents put the kibosh on that. But by the time she had her first son, Sean Preston, in 2005, she was done. Around that time, she wrote on her website that she was no longer practicing and that her son was her religion. In 2008, she got her tattoo removed. Lindsay Lohan also studied Kabbalah, though her experience with it was a little less publicized than Britney's. But apparently in 2006, Madonna started mentoring her and bestowed her with her very own Kabbalah name, Rose. Which is, I feel like, the sorriest excuse for a Kabbalah name that I've ever heard. Now, my Hebrew name, it's Simcha, meaning joy. You hear that? <sighs> now that's a Hebrew name. Lindsay, why don't you come back to me when you get a Hebrew name with the capacity to dislodge a popcorn kernel from your esophagus out of your mouth and straight across the room? In an interview with Elle magazine in 2006, Lindsay is asked about stealing Stavros Niarchos from Paris Hilton. She replies, quote, I would never steal anyone's boyfriend. It's bad karma, and I'm a big believer in karma. Hence the fact that I've studied Kabbalah. I'm very true to the treat people the way you want to be treated sort of thing. And that's a great rule to live by. Kabbalah definitely had some worthwhile ideas, but these sorts of groups start to look more like cults when these people start offering spiritual enlightenment and healing at a price. For example, in the late 90s, model Jerry Hall was into Kabbalah for about a year with her then-husband Mick Jagger. They quit when they realized they were kind of being scammed. The center told them that the next step in their spiritual enlightenment was to pass through something called the Door of Miracles. The price for admission was 10% of all of their money. That tactic is straight out of the Scientology playbook. There's all sorts of reports dating back to the 90s of Phil and Karen Berg trying to threaten and strong-arm people into donating money to the center. And to be clear, they weren't just going after rich celebrities. They had several Kabbalah centers, both in the US and internationally, and there were plenty of regular people who got wrapped up in it. Another way they got people to spend money is by conning them into buying Kabbalah water. In the early 2000s, the center was selling bottled Kabbalah water for $4 a pop. You might remember hearing about it when there were rumors going around that Madonna had tried to fill her new indoor swimming pool with gallons and gallons of it. But her husband at the time, Guy Ritchie, canceled the order before it came. Interesting that he put his foot down there when he allegedly had an adult circumcision at Madonna's behest. The Bergs claimed that this water could heal anything. They even said that a lake in Chernobyl was treated with Kabbalah water and it neutralized all the radioactivity. Another wild anecdote that was reported in the early aughts was that Philip Berg would lead chants of Chernobyl and the names of other nuclear power plants. He told his followers that this would heal the problem of nuclear waste. Undercover reporters who attended a Kabbalah Center dinner in London described how Madonna and Guy Ritchie were among guests who turned east toward Chernobyl and began shouting its name. People, man, huh? Another way they conned followers out of money with Kabbalah water was by telling people it could cure cancer and other diseases. There had always been reports that people at the center were making these claims, but they always denied it. But in 2005, a cancer patient went undercover and visited the center, reporting back that they did claim it would cure him and charged him hundreds of dollars for just a few cases. 
In 2011, Kabbalah was caught red-handed again. Remember when Madonna was always talking about opening that school for girls in Malawi? Well, she had raised about $18 million to open the place, but Newsweek reported in an expose that $3 million of that money was handed over to the Kabbalah Center. The Kabbalah Center also collected donations specifically for the Malawi Foundation that they just ended up keeping. Between the bad press and the financial commitments, most celebrities were over Kabbalah by the 2010s, except for a few diehards like Ashton and Demi, who tried to save their relationship by going on a marriage counseling retreat with Philip Berg's adult son, Yehuda Berg, who was their spiritual advisor and officiated their wedding in 2005. Yehuda also officiated James Vanderbeek's wedding in Tel Aviv in 2010. As we know, that counseling retreat did not save Ashton and Demi's marriage, and little did they know, they were taking advice from a sexual predator. Yep. It always comes down to this, doesn't it, you guys? A woman who was a Kabbalah student of Yehuda's alleged that he attempted to drug and sexually assault her in 2014. She sued the center, got a settlement out of it, and Yehuda stepped down from the organization. Today, there's still around 3,000 to 5,000 active Kabbalah center members. Madonna is the only celebrity still involved, or at least openly involved. After researching this episode, Madonna unfortunately now has a real Tom Cruise vibe for me. You could say that both people are fully entranced by a cult, and I do think they genuinely believe in the bill of goods these organizations are selling. However, I don't believe that they're ignorant to the harm that the Kabbalah Center and Scientology have inflicted against its followers, most of whom are much less privileged than they are. When these celebrities back these organizations, they give them some kind of legitimacy which surely influences members and potential members. And it was easy for me to write off Tom Cruise. I mean, the same goes for any other disgraced man in Hollywood. I don't give two shits about the Mission Impossible franchise or old Louis C.K. stand-up specials. I have no problem throwing out the art with the artist. But Madonna? That's harder. I love her music. How can I reconcile dismissing someone who wrote this all-time banger? Come on, go! Let's go eat some fried fish, fried fish. Come on, Vogue, I mean go. Let's go eat some fried fish, fried fish. Cause there's no more pasta, oh no. We're gonna eat some fried fish, fried fish. Lay Do You Remember This is researched, written, narrated, and edited by me, Dara Lane. If you aren't already, please subscribe on iTunes and leave a rating and review. You can follow updates on the pod on Instagram. And please, if you like the podcast, share it. Tell your friends. It's true what they say. It takes a village to make me famous. If you have any questions, comments, or show suggestions, please email this at gmail.com. So, you're invited to come back next week. We've got a table, and I've put you on the list for Lady You Remember.